From the Tech Sideline High Tech Studios in Blacksburg, Virginia, it's Wednesday, December 6th, 2023, and this is TSL Today. We hope you enjoy the new audio format of TSL Today as we shift toward a quick and easy news update on everything Hokie sports for your commute home. I'm your host, Carter Hill, and today we'll sit down with senior staff writer Andy Bitter to talk all things Virginia Tech football, including the return of Josh Fuga, recent transfer portal entries, and how this affects some roster decisions for 2024. That's all coming up next on TSL Today. This episode of TSL Today is brought to you by the Hokie Way. The Hokie Way supports student-athletes in leveraging their name, image, and likeness to amplify the mission of charitable organizations as a way to give back to the community. Your contributions to the Hokie Way support Hokies NIL are tax deductibles. Visit thehokieway.org to learn more. Also, a little bit of a disclaimer, Andy and I actually recorded this prior to Johnny Dixon entering the portal as the Hokies' fifth portal entry for the 2023-24 offseason, so just want to put that out there before we get to things, and with that, let's bring in Andy. All right, so with that, let's bring in Andy Bitter, our senior staff writer, who is coming on, I believe, for the first time on our audio version of TSL Today since the start of football season. So, Andy, first off, welcome in. It, it feels like it's very long overdue that this is happening. I feel like I'm very honored to be on yeah. the show. <laughs> well, just because obviously y'all can't see Andy, he is currently seated in Chris Coleman's chair just to shake things up in the middle. I have so. a strong urge for players to redshirt sitting in this yes, chair. Yes, yes, right know. under the redshirt license plate. No, for sure. So... You know, obviously there's a lot to talk about with Virginia Tech football this time of year, and a lot of y'all covered it during the TSL podcast on Monday, but since then, both Daywan Lofton, Derek Canteen, they're in the transfer portal, and Josh Fuga, he's coming back for a sixth season. So I want to start with Fuga. What's your reaction to him returning, and how badly did the Hokies need him back? Yeah, that's a, a real big position of need. You look at what they were losing from last year. Norrell Pollard. Mario Kendricks, Feldarius Payne, all exhausted their eligibility. I mean, there's some people talking about Payne coming back. He did not have another year. He was done after this year. So the coaches knew that they had those three uh, that they had to replace. And those guys played the bulk of the snaps there. Uh, obviously, you had guys like Fuga and, and Will Panay further down the line. But once you get past those two guys, it's really young, really quick. It's Lamar Law, Malachi Madison, Gunnar Givens. A lot of guys have not gotten on the field very much. So uh, if you're the Hokies coaches and you're looking at filling out the uh, guys from the transfer portal, you're probably looking at at least two or three defensive tackle transfers. Now getting Fuga back, you have a veteran, uh, sort of an emotional catalyst for that defense. Uh, somebody in the middle who's played a lot of games here. I think he could up his production a bit, uh, be a bit more production. They'd feel more comfortable about that. But to have somebody like that returning, uh, that that has that veteran experience, has that leadership aspect in the middle of your defense. I think that's a nice start. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to not look for guys in the portal. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they still took two or three defensive tackles just based on what they have there. But uh, this is a piece coming back that, that's pretty big. 13 tackles, a tackle and a half for loss, and half a sack this past year for Fuga in 2023 was still the bowl game coming up as well. I was going to ask you how hard the Hokies are going to hit the portal, but I'll pivot a little bit and say how attractive is Virginia Tech right now for potential guys coming in to play that position with the portal? Yeah, I mean, if it's a defensive tackle, you can offer starting time right away. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. And that could be the case for one, maybe two guys. I mean, Fuga is back. He didn't start a ton of games this year. 
Uh, I, I forget exactly what the exact number is, but by the end of the year, it was really Narell Pollard, Feldarius Payne, Mario Kendricks uh, worked in there in some cases as well. So, uh, you know, I think Fuga is a contender to start, but I don't think it's a lock that he starts. But typically in, in that defensive tackle spot, you like to have four or five guys that you can rotate anyway. Uh, the last couple seasons, Tech has had four. They, they shift them in, almost treat them as co-starters, essentially. So that you're going to get a lot of snaps at that position. So I think the opportunity is there. So if you're offering opportunity in the transfer portal, that's something that can be very enticing to, to recruits. On top of, as well, you're going to have a bulk of your offense coming back. And then defensively, still some things up in the air, but an opportunity to play on a squad with a lot of upside in 2024 as well. I think that's something to point out as well. And, you know, speaking of the portal, we mentioned it with guys like Derek Canteen and Daywan Lofton both entering this past week. They joined Daquan Wright and Bryce Duke as the four Hokies are ready to leave. So I think Lofton potentially could have been expected, but how surprised were you with Canteen's decision to leave? Yeah, that's the first one that I've seen where I'm like, I don't quite get it. And mm-hmm. you know, I'd like to talk to him to, to find out more of his reasons of moving on. Uh, you know, he wore a lot of hats this year for the Hokies. They had him play nickelback, some cornerbacks, stepped in at safety. I wonder if he, he's looking to develop it more one position more than others. Or, uh, you know, I'm kind of guessing at a reason for him going to the portal. But I think the opportunity could have been there next year. Because you look at, you know, Monster Delane uh, coming back. Um, he just finished up his sophomore season. I think, you know, Dorian Strong could very seriously consider a jump to the NFL right. here. Now, I don't know if the canteen moving on. Maybe that's an indication that Dorian is not. Not thinking that way. I don't know. Uh, these guys sort of make decisions uh, by themselves and not always in relation to what somebody else on the team is going to do. But I think based on the numbers that Dorian had, he's been here four years, his measurables, I think he very well could jump to the NFL and, and be a high pick. So, uh, you know, losing Canteen uh, for sure in the portal, possibly losing Dorian in addition to that, if he does go pro, uh, that's going to be a lot of guys that they have to replace in that, that cornerback room. Now they have younger guys, Dante Lovett, Braylon Johnson, Jonathan Penix, a lot of guys coming up the ranks that they like, uh, but it wouldn't be as you know experienced of a crew there next year. Those guys are going to have some growing pains and then continue to learn as they take on a larger role. So I think Canteen of all the guys so far, I think that's the biggest loss and, and the most surprising loss. You mentioned it a little bit, but obviously Dorian Strong has a big-time pro decision coming up. Monsoor Delane is anticipated to stick around as well, but I guess you never know in today's day and age. What do you expect from a guy like Dorian Strong? Do you think he will turn pro, or do you think he comes back to Virginia Tech next year? I think with the season he had, I think he could turn pro. And, you know, Virginia Tech defensive backs have done pretty well when they get to the pros and you know Dorian did not redshirt he's played four years uh at Virginia Tech came in right during that COVID season and played right away so he has another year he could use but it's not like he's leaving after three years or something like that so uh I think he's physically developed a little bit more I don't think he's going to ever be like a a big guy he's going to be pretty wiry and speed is his calling card there but um you know you look at his stats and how they stat I don't think he gave up 100 yards receiving this year uh, you know, nationally up among the best uh, cornerbacks in terms of uh, passer rating against. Uh, had three picks, uh, had the two in the Boston College game. So I think he's shown what he can do out there. And, and I think he's going to be able to, you know, if he were to go pro and he runs and goes to the combine, I think he's going to run a really fast 40 time because he's a pretty fast guy. He's one of the faster guys on the team. So 
you take all that into account, I would imagine he's graduating or or has graduated. I'm not really sure what his status is, but you know, being here for four years and the football players go through the summer classes and stuff, I would have to imagine he's close to his degree as well. So you you factor all that stuff in there. I think there's a, a decent chance that he does go pro. And then for Daywan Lofton, somebody who played a significant role in 2022, a backseat this past year in 2023. And I want to kind of tie in this question with that point. What does this mean for the receivers like Jalen Lane, Ollie Jennings, Quan Felton? Does this lend itself to at least two of those, maybe Lane and Felton, are coming back next season? Possibly. Uh you know, I, I never want to read too much into it. Like, oh, this guy's definitely coming back because a guy that's behind him is leaving. I mean, you look at, at Lofton's situation. He was one of those Texas guys that came here. He's a long way from home. Uh, the coach that recruited him was Fuente. Fuente's actually coached his high, Lofton's high school coach uh, when he was at TCU. So there's a connection there. So a lot of the reason he came out to Virginia Tech to begin with was because of Fuente and his connection there. So that's a long way from home to continue to stick around, especially if you don't have a large role. You look at what, what happened to him this year and, um, you know, probably about a third to a quarter of the snaps that he got from the previous season. I think it makes sense if you're looking to get a larger role, maybe possibly get back closer to home. I don't really know what his plans are with that, but I don't know if it necessarily speaks to who's coming back. Maybe he has a little more insight on it than we do, but uh, you know, it, it could be a good sign that maybe some of those guys are deciding to return. We mentioned the four currently in the portal for Virginia Tech. Daquan Wright, Bryce Duke, and now Daywan Lofton and Derek Canteen. When you look at things overall, Wright and Duke are not playing in the bowl game. Lofton and Canteen are playing in the military bowl. What are your thoughts on that overall? I'm just curious to get your opinion on that because I remember two years ago, Braxton Burmeister entered the portal. He wanted to play in the bowl game did not play in the bowl game this year. It's a little bit different. So I wanted to get your thoughts on those guys being able to play in the bowl game. Yeah. I've never really understood why coaches were so against players playing in the bowl game. Like they're part of this team for this season. They're, they're looking out for what they're doing next. And it's not their fault that that's how the recruiting calendar works. And you have to get into the portal to sort of, you know, set up your next stop uh, when you, when you want to go there. Cause you, you don't want to be left without a seat at the table. If you go in too late, um, you know, I think initially with the transfer portal, these coaches took so much offense when players were going somewhere else. And now it's just, it's becoming more normalized. It's like, okay, you were on us for the, on our team for this season. You'll go somewhere else for next season. It's not as much of a personal affront, I think in some cases. So if a guy is, is a big team guy and I think canteen and, and Lofton are those type of guys, not saying Duke and, and, uh, uh, right. We're not, but I know that Lofton and canteen are, and, you know, they're in good status and they're going in the portal on good terms. And I don't see why you can't stick around for the bowl game. I mean, you see sometimes coaches will take another job somewhere else and say, hey, I want to finish the season with the team, especially, you know, like a, a group of five coaches going up to a, a bigger power five school. But they had this special season. Yeah. They want to finish the season out with their previous team. And, you know, I, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, they're part of this team. They're part of this team's culture uh, for a couple years in Lofton's case, for a year in Canteen's case. And, you know, spoke highly of by these coaches why not let them play in this bowl game do you want to win the bowl game i mean canteen will help you win the bowl game yeah. if he's out there so uh i would imagine you have to kind of weigh that uh, as a coach and you know if you want to end the season on w you have your best players out there mm. andy appreciate your time thanks for having me that's andy bitter i'm carter hill and that was your wednesday installment of tsl today